what day is this? The 28th. Fuck that, it's my birthday weekend. We out here. <laughs> 21, you know what the deal is. Mom, I don't live on the same roof as you anymore, so I can do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I hope I get some sorrow in the fridge when I come back. Anyways, welcome back to OWN. We're back. That last episode I did, boring as fuck. I know we can deal with it, but this time, uh, I brought a friend to help me out. Somebody that's a little bit more lively, can do a lot more than I can other than ramble on this mic all day. Uh, I brought a creative producer, director, designer. She might as well be Pharrell. Welcome <laughs> on the show, Tati. Hi, how are you? Hey, everybody. I'm so, I'm so excited to be here. This is like, I think this is my first podcast ever. So mark that in writing. How do you think it's your first? Um, Did you do it before? I haven't done like this legit of a podcast. I, I feel like we've like recorded shit on our phones before, but Just not. Just listen again? Yeah. yeah. I use voice memos all the time. Yeah. So I guess that'd be a cool podcast. When I first thought about making a podcast, me and my friend made voice memos. Mm-hmm. We would go around campus doing wild shit. That's fun. That's yeah. really fun. But yeah, uh, explain to people, just give a little blurb about who you are, what you do. And I'm also really interested uh, to hear that story of you going between from one sector of creative design to a completely different one. Yeah, those are two good questions. So first of all, I am Kati and I am a creative producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I do, I primarily do, um, event production, photo production and video production, mostly in music and entertainment. Although I'm super open to doing fashion and like, you know, different passion projects or whatever the creative need is. Like, I just feel like I, I can fill a lot of gaps and we have so much fun with it. Um, but yeah, going on to like kind of the second part of what you asked. So I actually studied, um, interior design in school for the first like two and a half or two years of college. And I loved it. It was my dream job, like my dream job since I was like in kindergarten. And then I kind of just, I didn't get bored, but it was just, I just felt like it wasn't broad enough for me. Like I have always painted. I've always like been super creative, super into fashion. I'm like all these different things. And so I kind of was like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Um, I actually first switched to architecture, (laughs) which I love architecture, love architecture. I would love to be an architect. Yeah. But once again, I just like I just it was so focused. um, And I, you know, like, where do you go bigger than architecture? Um, So I went through that transition and then I took like a semester off to try to figure out what I was going to do, because. I was all over the place. And then I um, enrolled in SCAD here in Atlanta. I was super excited to move to Atlanta for the sake of like, especially like music and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I've just been working my ass off. I am, I study advertising and branding with my concentrations in art direction at SCAD. Um, I've taken that. I love SCAD. Um, it's a great school, but I've taken that and like kind of made it my own with the whole creative producing thing. Because, you know, a lot of times in production and in creative world, there's like you're either a creative director or you're a producer. And I like never felt fully myself in either of those like titles. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be a creative producer. Yeah. 
I was um, really trying to figure that out because yeah. like, when we first talked, you were explaining this to me, and I honestly didn't quite get it. Because I guess a lot, or yeah, sometimes I see people that are like, let's say, because like I do producing, so mm-hmm. some people will come and talk about producing, and they'll be like, "Yo, I'm a producer, or whatnot." I'll be like, "Yo, what software you use, or something like that," and they'll be like, "I'm not on the software." I just told the actual producer, like, what to do. And I guess you just humming out the notes or some shit like that. So I'm like, (laughs) please share, like, what makes yours different? Or how do you bring both those worlds together to make it something completely your own? Yeah. Um, Well, I, like, I've always been super business-minded and organized and, like, very structured. I've been really good at, like, leadership roles and managing and stuff like that. So as far as like the production side of things um, and being a producer, I feel like I um, produce like, you know, whether it be like, let's say it's a photo shoot and I'm producing it. I like know how to organize it. I know how to um, fucking make it happen and bring everything together and coordinate everything and stuff like that. So that's like the whole production side. Um, And then the whole creative side is you know, obviously like creative conception and like different concepts and different ideas and visuals and creatives and stuff like that. Um, essentially like a creative director. So overseeing all creative processes essentially. Um, so I just kind of like married those two together because I feel like I have both attributes. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. How do you, or what's a better way to say this in the beginning? Like what were the first steps to, I guess, honing that skill? Because you had to, first, I'm guessing, you had to hone the directing part or the producing part mm-hmm. and then learn how to tie them both together as a single package. So, like, how was it in the beginning? Are there any trials, tribulations, mm-hmm. or, you know, just getting frustrated at yourself? Like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Well, so I started off as a creative director because I've always been super creative. I've always had a lot, you know, going on in my head. And, like, I've just always been an artist and a creative. Um, and so I really, really, really took this whole creative direction thing super seriously. And, um, I didn't really know, like, I feel like I never really know what the next step is or like where something's going to take me, but I just know that if I'm like moving forward, it'll be good and positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, I like went ham on this whole creative direction thing, wild, 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 doing music videos, photo shoots, you know being creative director for artists, clothing brands, like all this stuff over the past like year and a half or almost two years. And then um, the whole production side, like I started doing music videos and stuff and I would end up having like the organizing control of it too and like the managing everybody and making sure call sheets are out and stuff like that. Um, And so I think that, well... Okay, so backtrack a little bit. When I was going through that transition, I almost found myself ending up doing more production, um, which is so technical and like just not creative at all. Mm-hmm. And the to answer like if there was trials and tribulations, I think it was really hard on myself because it felt like I didn't belong in either. Mm-hmm. So like I felt like I was whenever I was like doing you know strictly creative direction, I was like oh my gosh, like wanting control of the managing side of it. Um, and I was like, why can't, you know, like, I just, like, I just took on the role of both really, which was hard on me, I guess at the time mentally. And then I like 
wound myself up because I am good at production and I am good at producing. So like I went completely the other direction and lost touch of my creative skill and like creative mind. I just I like during last summer, I was like going crazy. I mean, we were all kind of going crazy because we we're in quarantine, but I was like, I didn't feel like I belonged. Um, and I did, I was like almost having like self doubt. Like, am I even talented? Like I've lost my creative flow and stuff like that. And it was really hard. I just felt really out of touch with myself. And then, you know, a series of events happened and I was like, you know, why don't I just like bring them together? You know, I can be both. Um, yeah. See, I'm happy I brought somebody from SCAD <laughs> on the show. I've been talking about meeting somebody from SCAD for like two years now. Really? Yeah. And people on the show know that I don't leave tech. Like tech is a monster and it doesn't allow me to like leave its confines. <laughs> yeah. And I know you guys are like out there. Yes and no. Honestly, SCAD is really difficult. Yeah. Like for an art and design school, it has extremely high standards and like it's really hard. And it's time consuming. So what, what do they like ask you to do? Like a lot of projects and stuff like that? Yeah, it's or? all project based pretty much. I mean, I've never taken a general, I've t never taken a general ed class there. So I don't know how like that is. Mm -hmm. But as far as like all of our arts, all of our design and all of our um, major classes, yeah, it's all project based. Like right now I'm doing for one of my advertising classes, we're doing um, a campaign for Budweiser. Okay. So it's like everything from um, strat like marketing strategy to executions of the concepts. Like I have to film two commercials, if I may. Yeah. So and do like billboards and ads and shit like that. Is the filming part fun? Yeah, I love, I mean, hmm. I don't like filming personally because it's not like my strong suit. Okay. <laughs> I guess I could, but I love doing, I love working on like film stuff, whether it be uh, music videos, short films, like little documentaries, stuff like yeah, that. Not the actual videography part. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the technical stuff. You actually touched on something that I've been thinking about like what? all week. Basically how you said you, once you got into the production side of it, you started seeing how it was so technical and so cookie cutter and like, this is how you mm -hmm. create things. This mm -hmm. is how you compose shots, blah, 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 blah. And the creativity is just like lost. So like you don't get to play around with any of these aspects. This is just how it is to create art. So I felt the same way with like engineering because when I was trying to figure it out and honestly, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what the fuck engineering means. Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw somebody say the other like I literally don't know what the single fuck is. like at first I thought it had to do with design but then they're like oh you know uh you have to figure out the time and the cost per uh cost per kilogram and all this other bullshit and it's like stuff that makes sense to me and I get it but like how can I eventually use this in the workforce to mm -hmm. bring innovative solutions to different problems right yeah and I feel like you have to be in sort of more managerial positions or organizational positions to put the pieces together to make something happen. And that's when you create something that's, I guess, in the image of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, like it makes sense to be that way mm -hmm. to me. And I mean, I'm like a big believer in the concept of um, if they don't have a position for you, just like make the position mm -hmm. 
or like, you know what I mean? Like you create the opportunity or you create, you know, who you are, what you do. Like, it's not about sticking to a rule book. It's not about you have, especially in creative industries. It's like, you're not, you don't have to just be one thing. If you don't just want to be a painter, don't just be a painter. If you don't want to just be a dancer, don't just be a dancer. Like the world is so big. And I just think it's fucking dumb (laughs) to like restrict yourself to one Thing. The thing I realize is that most business nowadays is, or businesses I understand nowadays is very abstract. Like they have, you see the cookie cutter or the structure to it, but then in reality, it's like you fit to what your needs are. But whatever those needs are, no one company or no one like a business or event or organization does things the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But. Besides talking about that boring blue collar mumbo jumbo, <laughs> who is Kathy outside of school and outside of the professional scene? OMG, she's wild. Yeah, wait, what's your sign? What's my sign? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to see my co star? Mm, we'll just go with your sign first Aquarius. Oh my God, yeah, your birthday's on Monday. I'm so dumb. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. My dad's an Aquarius. Really? What are you? Sagittarius. I don't know what that means. I didn't think you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I love to be a Sagittarius. Okay, in all seriousness, I don't, like, base everything on this shit. But, like, I think it's so interesting. Do I think it's so interesting. you see the parallels in your actual life to the mm-hmm. trace? Okay. Because I see that part. Yeah. Yeah. But what? I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, I fuck with myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of it's pretty damn accurate. There's this thing called cafeastrology.org. Not sponsored. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> fuck. This segment brought by Cafe Astrology. Um, no, yeah. Cafeastrology.org or some shit like that. It goes deep. Like, it is so accurate. It's wild. I've seen, I've only seen one, like, full birth chart. And I was like, I heard, kept on hearing the name, like, let me see your birth chart. Mm-hmm. Your birth. I was like, why the fuck do you want to see my birth chart for? Like, what even is that? Like, does it just show how I grow as a fetus? No. Like- what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. The birth chart. You have, um, I think, like, 11 houses or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that you're like you have different signs based on like what um ro- what planet was in what rotation. Yeah, I think it's like uh, Mercury retrograde type beat. Um, no, Mercury goes into retrograde in the space in space, <laughs> but not on your birth chart. <laughs> like your birth chart would say like what house your mercury is in and then what sign that is i know they were like your moon's in capricorn so you live a depression your, life. your moon is in capricorn yeah. what's your rising in what <laughs> sounds like he's having a problem <laughs> do we need to cope no that's ed low no that's ed low um anyways yeah so your mercury would not be in retrograde mercury does go into retrograde mm-hmm. in which the world falls apart what's your moon in virgo a boy wrote a song about me one time, and it's called Moon and Virgo. We were, like, friends. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, my moon's in Virgo. I, I really don't know. All I know is that every time people ask me the question, I'm like, yeah, I'm an Aquarius. Then they're like, what time were you born? And I was like, niggas leave. They trying to do your birth chart for you. Yeah, like, what are you trying to do? Hop into the Lauren and go back to the future and kill me? Like, Ew, like, no, never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you live a depressing life. Oh, my gosh. Like, you're a Capricorn? Some abstract shit. That's exactly what I mean. Like, people make straight assumptions off of Yes. They're like, yeah, I can't fuck with uh, Scorpios because, you know, they really have it. <laughs> it's like... OMG, I don't think wait. I think we have thirty percent compatibility, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no. See, I'm not on it like that for real. Like, I know, obviously, I think like a lot of my friends are like certain signs, and like for some reason, I always fall in love with Cancer men. <laughs> I have no idea. They're so emotional. I love it though, but yeah. I'm so not like. I mean, I'm emotional, yeah, but like I'm very blunt and just not very straight to the point. Yeah. And how are you emotional? Like, you're just a crier? Or, like... I don't cry that much. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem like you cried. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, bro. It's That's part funny. of the heart, like... Pre-COVID, I just sucked up my tears. I was just like, yo. I'm about <laughs> to play zombies in real life, so I might as well, like... <laughs> Damn, we beat COVID, we can beat anything. We Have do. you had COVID? No. Really? I don't think so. Have you? Mm-hmm. Damn, how was it like? I don't know. I didn't know when I had it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sneaking up on you. And I sneaked up on it. (laughs) I have no clue when I had it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had it, luckily. Uh, Nowadays, so the school tech gives us an app, and they want us all to join it, but, like, out of, like, 20K kids that are here, only, like, 4K use it, and it'll tell you to what degree of separation within, like, 10 feet. You meet people, but it doesn't make any sense because, like, it uses one metric to show how close you are to COVID or COVID uh, infectees or COVID infected people. But how the fuck does it know? Bluetooth and basically based on if they go and test and uh, get a positive case and they report that they had a positive case. Uh uh, that is too. I was literally sitting there like, okay. So it would come and say like fourth degree of separation. I'm like, yo, what does this mean? Uh, You're speaking so over my head right now. It was over my head. Yeah, that's wild. They were just, they came up with some bullshit. Think about it nowadays. I feel this falls right in with like the ethos of the podcast. I feel like because CS is so over our heads, one, the people that learn it get overpaid. Because mm-hmm. it's like a valuable skill. Yeah. Because kids from here on internships, on internships, and like, I'm happy to have internships. I'm grateful to be getting my measly pay because like, this is more than I'll ever see in my life. Well, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. I got the McLaren fag up there first. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Manifesting <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's the most money I'll probably, I've seen in my life up to this point. That's awesome. But they get paid full-time job salaries of, like, 35-year-old men eating Whataburger <laughs> in our house. Mm-mm. I was like, yo, because I was talking to my friend, and he was like, yo, yeah, Salesforce out here paying me 49 an hour. I was like, 49 an hour? For an internship? 
Damn, I might just have to learn computer science. <laughs> hey. Shit, me too. Wait, that's you were talking about computer science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said your brother was in computer science, right? Or computer-related activity? Honestly, I think he was. I can't really. I don't remember. He has a major and a minor, too, so I really just don't know. But I think he was going to study in... <laughs> Sorry, Edward. Um... He was going to study computer science, and now I think he's, like, mechanical engineering. Edward, I'll fuck with you. Yeah, he's the tits. He'll listen to this. Really? Pretty sure he's the most supportive. I'm really trying to figure out, like, what what does my... What does the ideal home listener look like? Your ideal listener? Yeah, like, that's one of the things I was thinking about, especially over the break. It definitely has to, like, I definitely have to refine what the podcast art is. Right, exactly. uh, Especially something that me and you would have in common is based on, like, what we do, we always have a vision for the future or what Mm -hmm. the end product looks like. Mm -hmm. So, with this, I'm like, what does that end product look like? Who's standing for home? And in my eyes, or especially in the beginning, but what I didn't actually, like, follow through with was making this into, like, a secret society. Mm-hmm. OMG, that's kind of cool. That would have been hard. Yeah, that well, hard. you can still do it. I mean, I could, but I, I had already a, said it. Yeah, well, I will. They, yeah. won't know, they won't know if you did it or not. Keep it on the hush. Yeah, but uh, we don't talk too much about it because the streaming services, they're on to me. Oh. Or at least I don't want them to be on to me yet. Yeah, I actually had a really cool meeting last night. That we were talking about. It's a project that I'm working on. I cannot um, talk about it super directly yet. It will be announced. NDA, NDA. Yeah, verbal NDA. Wait, actually, this launch is after. When does this launch? I think we coordinated this around like Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. Oh, my God. Okay, I can talk about it. Because the first event oh, is no, on I'm getting February 15th. We're starting to announce it on the 8th, so as long as it's after the 8th. Exclusive dripware shit. Yeah. Awesome, right? Okay, so it's um, this event. I had an awesome meeting last night, and we were talking about, like, taking what I thought had been... Like, I had a concept for an event series here in Atlanta called Girls. It's a traffic kitchen and cocktails on Monday nights. It'll be every Monday night. Um, and it's called girls. And so I had made that whole concept, pitched it to the club, got approved, whatever. And I met with this guy who, um, is awesome. His name is Shake and he is a creative director for an creative agency called Dinnerland. It's based in New York, but he's living here right now because New York is shut down. Anyways. Yeah. So he's from New York and he is amazing. And we have now partnered to create this whole movement partnered to create this whole movement around just what I had originally planned to be just like a weekly um, club event situation. So it's going to be ultimately a product line um, and just a platform of really badass women. You know, it's all about my motto is empowering women, celebrating women and bringing dope badass women together. Um, You know, so involving as many females as we can and we're welcoming to all girls um and it's just gonna be I don't know it'll be really cool and like I said earlier like I don't know where where exactly it's gonna lead um I know that obviously it's starting off as a weekly 
um, event, but I want it to turn into we're sponsoring podcasts, we're sponsoring different blogs, like being involved with different panel discussions or creating our own panel discussions. I want it to really, you know, just evolve and show off all the awesome ladies there are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like super, super exciting. Um, but yeah, that is launching on the 15th of February. So we're very excited about that. That's super far. Yeah. Yeah. Because one thing I really, I think about inclusion a lot with the podcast, because as much as I want to preach about like a more dedicated, uh, focus or goal driven way of life, I always want to make sure that like, I include everybody into that. Right, right. Because it's not always about like, yo, even though, you know, it's a big topic of conversation, like at the end of the day, we're all people. Like there's no Mm -hmm. need to make a huge deal out of this at all. Yeah. So like, I love, I love bringing girls on the podcast Mm -hmm. specifically to talk about like the stuff that they're trying to do to uplift everybody. And, you know, or if people end up hearing about it and being able to support Mm -hmm. you or, you know, the right ears here and able to, you know, give you something that you need so that you can pursue your dreams. Like that's all, that's all that I need. Yeah. And I feel like the podcast work. So yeah, for real, keep doing your shit. I know, I'm so excited. Dang. But it's crazy that I'm talking to somebody like you. Because, like, me... Alright, my cousin is the dude that put me on drip. Shout out to Rashad. Guys, if you hear the name Rashad, respect him with all your heart. <laughs> because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have the McLaren flag. I wouldn't have the palace shit that I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Like... None of this would be here. I would have no idea what this was. I'd be playing Pokemon in my room. OMG. That's fire, though. That's your cousin? Yeah. That's so cool. So you're from New York. Yeah. Where in New York? The Bronx. Oh, shit. Like, right there. Yeah. So I was from Westchester County. That's where I was raised, born Mm -hmm. in the Bronx. But, like, on on a border town called Mount Vernon. So Diddy's from there. He doesn't claim there. Diddy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's funny. A lot of everybody from, or a lot of people that I know talk about how Diddy's from Mount Vernon. I'm just like, yo, shut up. Denzel's also from there. Oh, I think I've like, there's a lot of people who are from there, isn't there? That area? Yeah. Some. You ever heard of Sue's Rendezvous? Mm-mm. Famous strip club. But they closed down. Uh, That was in Mount Vernon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Kind of like Magic City. Yeah, it was basically our magic city, but in like a calm ass town. That's in, so in funny. New York. That's interesting. No shit would be going on at all. I love New York. I want to move to New York. Ideally. Where yeah. would you go? Where would you go if you had no restriction? Like anyone? What in part country? of New York? No, no COVID. Oh, no, right. Just like travel? Yeah. No Chinese super soldiers. That is the hardest question for me. Because I feel I, like you want to go anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. That's a Sagittarius in me. <laughs> mm, can I just make a list of places I want to go? Yes. Because okay. I could put a list too. Yeah. And I mean, you I could like travel from country to country. Oh, cool. Okay. South Africa. You go. Japan. Greece. Uh, you already said South Africa. So I'm going to say Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. I really want to go to Dubai. Spain. Um, I want to go sailing in Italy. Why sailing in Italy specifically? You had such a specific goal in Italy. 
I know. You touch down, you just like, yo, yacht Take club. me to the sailboat. Yeah. Kobe. Yacht club, exactly. My driver, take me to the yacht. I mean, you got the sports coat <laughs> on right now. Oh, yeah. Look at these shoulder pads. I know y'all can't see the shoulder pads, but they're kind of ridiculous. Where'd you get it from? Thrift shop? Mm-hmm. How deep are you into Chat my, um, what's this called? Blazer. And these pants are both from a thrift store. I don't know. Well, yeah, they're both from a thrift store. This top is my roommate, Layla's. Shout out you, Layla, for giving me this shirt. And my shoes are Jeffrey Campbell. Lately, yeah. I've been looking for boots. What kind of boot? I've looked at some Paul Smith boots. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I have the modern. Or okay. Urban, urban black man's take on the Gr- Grisha look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. You with your uh, light denim jeans and your sports jacket? Yeah. Hey, that's pretty accurate. But, like, the thing is, like, I don't know where the hell my style came from once I actually, like, came to it. Tapped like, into it. Because, yeah. like, at first I was all like, I'm just trying to be like Rocky, bro. I'm just trying to be like fucking Rocky and Cardi and. Rock Supreme, and then, like, once Supreme fell off, I was like, yo, Palace is my shit. Yeah, Palace is I definitely will rock Palace. Shout out to all my drip people. You know what this is, but right now, we're probably going over a whole bunch of people's heads. You think? No. Come on I mean, they know what Palace is. Listen, if you don't know what Palace and Supreme are, go Google it, and then return. And then come back. Yeah. Um, I love Supreme. If you fuck with Palace. Yeah. Sorry, to join the um, what'd you call it? Not a cult. You what? called it a... You said you like Supreme. <laughs> Supreme is definitely a cult. Yeah, okay, that's true. You're right. But I do love... I love the concept behind Supreme. I always have. It's like, what taught me that exclusivity sells. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they just have, like, such a structure and also branding-wise. I mean, you see, like, anybody in our generation... Or like age range or world, I guess. Like you see that red, you know what it is. You see that font, oh, you know what it is. Supreme. You know it's wild. But- so for girls, and I am the way I am, so I don't care to say this. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind. But um, the girls look at. Well, I wasn't even thinking about it when I made it. But like my like signature font is Avenir Next, and I just italicized it, wrote girls, and put it in like a pink box. And when I first pitched it, they were like, oh, it's like a knockoff of the Supreme logo. I was like, I mean, I didn't even think about it that way, but I guess it's like that noticeable. Yeah. It's that well branded. I love it. But it it's simple enough and recognizable enough to take off. What, girls? I'm saying like just have that. If you have the same like fonting in the same. Oh, yeah. Like, or a similar logo type as Supreme, where it's like a box. Logo right, exactly. Type. It's like a it's like a rounded box, and it's yeah. like a light pink, and it's also you not know, the same font. But thing that I saw, I saw one thing. RGB. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, RGB Antoine. Super hard. He literally was the one who brought me here. Really? Yes. Bro. <laughs> Introduce me to him next time. Okay. Deal. Like, RGB is hard. I know. He's and doing so amazing. Yes, of course. Really we love to keep it in Atlanta. Yes, bro. Love all my other cities, but like. Atlanta's on the rise, fashion-wise. Ooh. Atlanta's on the rise. Fashion-wise? I'm going to make a hot take right now. Bro, give up on the Hellcat life. Like, we need to we need to move up. Please, please. 
Half of you guys can't drive. Half of you guys can't afford it. Oh, so, no. basically, we're in a place where, like, yo, we just need affordable car to get from place to A to B look cool. An Accord looks cool. You can trap out the Accord if you want to. I won't trap out the Accord, but you can. OMG, no, I love fast cars. I actually love cars. Um, I dated a car boy once. And that shit was interesting. I now know so much about cars. What's your what's the extent of your knowledge? You're asking the right bro. You see the McLaren. No, car. how about you ask me questions and we'll see if I know the answers too. Yes. You ask me car questions and I'll see if I know the answer. Uh I guess what engine layout is the Hellcat? It could be eight. Okay. Like a V8. Uh, what's the drivetrain layout? I have no idea. Alright, cool. I know all that I need to know. Everybody else can piece together a puzzle, <laughs> but I know all I need to know. Yeah. But uh I have no problem I have no problems with the Hellcat. Great car. But just like they're never driven. Everybody yeah. here, or I'll say a lot of people here, they respect the car for its power, but they don't actually respect power itself. So they do stupid shit. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, because like I'll be on eighty five going down, like going through Midtown, and the dude will be in a Hellcat, like swerving through lanes. Like seven hundred horsepower won't lose traction in like spin a out split second. Yeah. yeah, they'll be moving wild. Silly boys. Exactly. That's, all. That's what I'm like. Like if you want to, if you want to act like you can drive and you have the Hellcat, please learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. Like, learn how to drive the right way. That's my thing. Like I love. Okay, so that's okay. I know I said I hated driving earlier because I do hate driving. But if it's like a nice, I, I like driving fast and I like uh, driving nice cars. I feel like I got you figured out. Mm, that's taking it too far. No, too far. <laughs> but I feel like I know how you drive. You probably know how I drive. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I did talk to you about on my... On the go. Yeah. On the go. Okay, you know what? Fair yeah. enough. Maybe you do yeah, have me so figured out. Okay, come on. Yeah, on the go. Super quick. Not too angry. Definitely, definitely impatient. Like the vibe I got when you came, Devil Wears Prada. With the Prada bag. I feel like that's Taylor, your favorite did you movie. Hear that? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that movie. That's so funny. And I love the saying, the Devil Wears Prada. I am wearing Prada. That's hilarious. And the Prada bag? I'm not the devil, but Devil Wears Prada. Great. Right. Another great branding moment. We don't sponsor Prada, but... Uh... Probably hit us up if you. Bro, K-pop brands. First off, Asian people are leading the drip game. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Always have been. Well, well, I won't say there's a, there's certain figures that are eons ahead. Like, you, yeah, you you will have your eventual. You know, let's not say Virgil, but we'll say you know. I guess you know your 808s and heartbreaks type rap. <gasps> Or oh, now you're your quote-unquote whole lot of red type rapper or designer. That's what I'm saying. Uh, um, yeah, okay, so you just mentioned some great things, Virgil. 
Great. Eight oh eight and yeah, eight oh eight and heartbreaks. Great. Great. Ed McCarty. Great. You're a Cardi fan. Yeah. I. I'm not like like Virgil and um. Or okay, there's Cardi fans like, and then there's Cardi stands. Are you a Cardi stan? What's a Cardi stan? Cardi stan is like he will rock with him no matter what the hell goes on. Like, oh no! Like I just like his music. I think his branding is really cool. I think like his creative element is really cool his marketing is genius yeah his marketing exactly and i've heard he's a great guy (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious that's so that's crazy like he's just cool i don't know because i'd be friends with him shit the thing is i hear one thing about cardi because like one thing i talk about a lot on the podcast is how media is a it construes the truth Basically, it makes people form, like, two opinions based off of what you want to do. But especially with Cardi's story. So, like, I've heard the story. The only story that I've heard is, like, the degenerate doesn't want to really, like, take care Mm -hmm. of Gilbert or Onyx or whatever his name is. He sounds like a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Iggy side of the story, a Mm -hmm. whole lot of red. We waited two years. Like, I was a Cardi fan. So, like, came out of the stand. No, no, no. I'm like, mm. I just moved away from the hype. I didn't, like, one thing I'll say is when the hype gets too big and the hype's not justified, I would definitely leave. Cardi was hype. I can justify the hype for maybe, like, a year, a year and a half. But then he just didn't release an album. Like, I went to the concert at Tabernacle freshman year, mm-hmm. and I was... <gasps> That's latest, wild. Latest concert of my life. Shaq West came before he was really known like No that. way. Yes. Wait, did he open? Yeah, he opened. That's wild. He was playing songs like Do That and uh, Chippy Chippy, like hard songs. Hard oh my songs. God, that's so like, cool. Yeah, Wait, yeah. What, we get, whoa. What year is that? 2018. Okay. Damn, yeah. that's wild. It was a hard concert. Like, it's 2021 now. Yeah. That's cool. Are you a senior at no, Georgia I'm Tech? I'm a junior. Okay. I'm a young boy. Not NBA. Uh, um, I, I'm like a senior, I guess, but standing as a junior. I feel that. Child Bro, switching majors two times. And- Guys, I made a mistake. So up until, I'll say this week, I was a graduating in four years. I had life basically planned out. I was, I was out here. I was smooth, chilling. I'm gonna graduate in four years. I'm gonna leave this hellhole and I'm gonna come back on top and get this money. My advisor comes to me on Friday, maybe last Friday, and she's like, yo, you gotta get into this class or else, you know, you won't graduate in four years. I'm like, okay, cool, blah, 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 blah. We talk about it. She tells me, yo, you can get into this fluids class and we're not talking fluids like juice and agua. We're talking like, Gas, liquids, OMG. Shit, like flow through systems and all that. And she's like, Yeah, I got a class for you. It's open. I already know what class you need to join. And honestly, if I'm taking into consideration, like, one, I have to consider that I'm trying to grow this podcast. So, like, I also want to have time that I can put into this, and I'm not going to make myself, you know, stress out. Yeah. She told me to get into this class and this would make this is the optimal schedule that I need to graduate in four years. I was like, yo, 
I want to do what's best for like the growth of this podcast and mm-hmm. you know my schooling. I don't want to just like stress myself out just to say that I graduated in four years because five years after I graduate, what it's is not going to matter. It's yeah. not going to mean anything. Like I graduated when I graduated and I did what I had to do. So I don't want to put myself in a situation where it's like one thing I've, especially in my experience at Tech, I've had a lot of, I guess, teachers that weren't enthusiastic about the teaching aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate it. Like, I love the engineering part, and that's what I ultimately want to do, but they weren't really invested in teaching you how to do that. It was basically yeah. just follow this, do this, follow this class, mm-hmm. and come out with a GPA. So That's so annoying. I feel like, yeah, I have a thing or two to say about this school system. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. I'll free your ears up for the rest of the week. But if you want to hear part two next week, get this to 100 listeners. So if you learned something or had a great laugh, leave a review, subscribe, and follow us on social media to stay up with the latest and greatest. Without further ado, I'll see you soon.